Good evening on this October, what is today's date? Uh, 20th, 2018. Oh, dude, date's in front of me. Sorry about that. It's about the past week or so. Lord, upon put on something out there from starting in Matthew 14. Uh, let's go ahead and go over there. We'll see, contextually, it looks like it's possibly verses 28 through 33 or something like that. We got cause context when um, I think it was right after, you know, some, uh, somewhere in the mount, God put the disciples in the boat and sent them ahead and he went up to pray. And then about halfway through the night, storm came about. Now, granted, some of these were seasoned fishermen, so they'd been in storms before. But this was something different about the storm. This is where Jesus was walking on the water to them. So let me go ahead and take it up from there. Peter said to him, Lord, they'd already spotted him. They'd already spotted, they'd already spotted um, the Lord. They thought he was a ghost. They didn't know it was the Lord. They didn't recognize him. That's another lesson for another time. Uh, if the Lord should give it. But Peter's the one who recognized him next when Jesus says it is I. So Peter said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. Jesus said this to Peter. He's to Peter. Peter got out of the boat <coughs> and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind stopped, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, You are certainly God's son. I think the lesson that the Lord was speaking, I know he spoke it to me this time a few times, and I think he's speaking it to at least one of y'all. Uh, I'm going to post this on Facebook as well as my, that sermon.net website that may take me this, later on this week by the time I get it uploaded so don't look for it there is when we come to Jesus we surrender everything we turn towards him we submit we receive his free gift of his grace uh, we've, we've, heard, we've heard the gospel and we believe in him and receive it you know for yeah Jesus did come down for one purpose. God came down in Jesus to suffer and die for our sins, for the sins of humanity, the sins of the world. Not to save the earth, but to save humans, his best creator, because he said humans were very good in Genesis. Uh, he was buried, crucified, died on the cross, taken down, buried, uh-huh. um, and the third day he rose again and then 40 days after that he sent it back to his throne from where he came he's the only one that's ever done that only one that ever will others can claim to do it but that's a lie Jesus is the only one that came down went back up and he's coming again in the clouds for those who are his and he's coming again to this earth to judge wickedness those that who wickedness those who reject him and continue to reject them. They've been given opportunities. But anyways, to stick with this message, um, 
notice here with Peter, you recognize, you know, the Lord said it was him. They knew it was somebody walking on water. You know, they knew it would be ghost or spirit or something. But Jesus says, it's I, don't be afraid. So he says, okay, but you, check, okay. You've, he says, Lord, if it's you, call me to come out of the water. I don't know of any fishermen, I know some fishermen that wouldn't step out of the boat to walk on water. Uh, but I think the point here is, when he was, Peter actually walked down the water as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, didn't look. But as soon as he took one little turn and looked at the storm, looked at the waves, looked at, um, circumstances, he doubted, he went down. Jesus didn't want him to perish, obviously, because he was still his. Um, because you remember in the prayer to the Father, he says, I did not lose one of those that you gave me. Um, so, Peter was already called and anointed by God at the beginning. He just hadn't had one, Jesus hadn't died yet and rose again. And two, Peter had to come to the end himself, which he did on that. When he did him three times, we know this. There's others out there. We're all caught. We're all gifted. God's got at least one gifting for each and every one of us. We all have to walk in it. We have to receive it, hear it, hear Him, and step out, walk at it. No human book, no human writing, no wisdom of this world can disseminate God's will for us. It's intimacy with God. When we come to Jesus, we come to God through Jesus Christ we now have our intimacy restored our relationship with him we have to spend time with him it's like anybody for those that are husbands and wives you have to spend time with your wife to know you automatically don't have all wisdom and knowledge because of what you've seen you don't see the struggles we face but when you're living together in marriage yeah you're going to learn those struggles he goes, you know what? I'm not going to leave him. I'm not going to leave her because of these struggles. We're going to pray. God brought us together. Uh, that's the case. We're going to work through them. And if you're set, if you're not set on Jesus Christ, if you're set in the flesh, you're going to fail every single time. If you're if you're set in Christ Jesus, both of you, individually, marriage, in any relationships, friendships, churches, you're not going to find out if we're being sanctified. Sanctified is a process. It's not an instantaneous thing. On God's eyes, it's instantaneous because everything is when he speaks it. But in our eyes, we're not seeing it. We won't be fully sanctified until we're home with the Lord, until we're in heaven at that point. Heaven's not coming down to earth at this time. You know, it's just like that's in Revelation. That's when everything is, all this war that we see now is gone. It's destroyed. It can't be saved. No human can save it. This earth is passing away and up starting. But those are the called. Yeah, some are called to go to stay locally. Um, some are called to go. But we all have a calling. When we get it, we have to get along with God. We can say God knows how to speak to us through his word. He may use other people, but they're going to come with the true word. Now, remember, look at some examples. When Satan comes, he may come with the word, but open your Bible and see if it's twisted. See if it's missing parts of it. Remember, he went to Eve in the garden. He quoted just a part of the scripture out of context. When he even went to Jesus himself after 40 days and 40 nights. 
Look what he did with Psalm, I think it was 91 out there when he said, the pinnacle of the mountain, angels, you can throw yourself down and angels will hold you up. That's not what Psalm 91 said, what he, what was written, what he said in Matthew or in Luke 4. That's not what Psalm 91 said. Go back and look at it. So it looks like it twisted it. So whenever any minister tells you, that's what the Lord already put upon my heart. When some young people, if you listen to this, they're coming to me and asking to confirm something. I said, I'm not going to give you my opinion. What did I do? I opened up the Bible right in front of you. And I encourage you all to do that and read it for yourself. If it comes in, it's only half truth. I actually ran across, I don't remember when at this point, ran across a twisted, satanic-like uh, temptation. Uh, John 3.16, they leave out, we know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever shall believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. I've seen a version of it that's leaving out the who should ever believe in him, making it look like all humanities are automatically saved by God. Scripture don't say that. The Bible don't say that. And it don't teach that. There are others that are teaching that. And many people are falling for it. Thinking they're right with God. Read the verse. Open it up for yourself. When somebody says a verse. You go, I don't care if it's your favorite pastor. I don't care who it is. Matter of fact. If it's a sound man of God. Singing that puppet every week. He would tell you if he's truly led by God, and most of them are, I'm not going to say a lot of them or not, will say, read it for yourself. You put it up on the screen, doesn't mean you read Open your Bible and read it for yourself. In fact, if you're not going into church carrying the Bible in your hand or even on your phone, uh, with your phone still on silence, that's something wrong. Search, you know, have God search the heart and show what's deficient in there. He will ask Him to save you if necessary. But somebody's gonna, somebody have a calling through this. As Peter was called on there, don't look at human circumstances. Don't look at your pocketbook of your car necessarily. If God's calling calling you to another part of the country, if He's calling you to step away from your family, your family's right with God out there now. Granted, we still have the fifth commandment that's still valid because it's mentioned in the New Testament also under the New Covenant, which is Jesus in Jesus Christ. The film which says, Honor your mother and father. No matter what, we have no right to hate our mother and father. They may be lost on the way to hell. We don't want to see that. Of course, what parent doesn't want all their children rightly saved again? What child doesn't, you know, doesn't want both mother and father? Whether they know their dad or not, or whether they know their mother or not, they still want them saved if you're right with God. You don't want to see nobody perish, you know, lead or whatever. Somebody, but when God calls people out, you need to get alone in the world and you look at that. Other verses that show, again, Peter wasn't looking at the storm, and he's a union. We know he's a seasoned fisherman. So he's seen storm before. He's gotten through storm. This storm obviously was different. God allowed it so he could show himself. No one else but Jesus Christ is the only one to get himself can walk on water like this. And Peter literally walked on the water. I'm sure he was hearing mockings from the other eleven and it's still in the boat, saying, "Peter, what are you doing, Stephen? What are you doing? You're stepping out the boat. You're gonna tip the boat. You're By the way, he didn't tip the boat. Somehow he climbed out." <laughs> Down and out, went on the water. He literally walked on the water. I wouldn't 
probably suggest you try that in real life. Go up to Lake Norman for those in Charlotte or go to Pontusic or Lake Norman if somebody's listening to it from this area or any other lake. I probably wouldn't suggest that. God may or may not be calling. I'm not going to say, but more than likely, it's probably not physically telling that. But when you look at it figuratively, that's what it's saying. Don't look. Remembering both First Samuel 16:7, as well as in Second Corinthians chapter 10. I think that actually that verse may be seven also. Without looking at, it. I'm not sure what the verse, but I know it's Second Corinthians chapter 10. The same thing. Man, we humans, man. That means male and female. That's humanity. Looks at things with our eyes, with our physical eyes, what we can see. We look at our bank account. We don't have no money to do this. God's calling you to do it. Step out and trust. You will see the money will somehow make it. Resources will be there. If you say, man, my car's not strong enough to do that. It's just like, if God's, if you're sure you've confirmed it, you've sat before the Lord. Side note, sitting before the Lord means with your mouth shut. Yes, I have a problem like that sometimes, and we all do. But hurry up, give a quick devotion, we pray to God, we get, we tell everything. things. When I'm at, somebody asks me to pray for a certain thing, you pray for you, lift it up. God already knows it, but okay, we're being obeyed, we're praying. But eventually, if we're sitting before the Lord, God's going to shut us up. And then we want to hear what He has to say. We should always want to hear what He has to say, not what we want. Because we may want something different. We want something that may not be bad. However, God's got something better for us. If I had married that woman that, and I was dead, some of my friends that may listen to this know I was in love with her. I was sold out with her. But if I had, if we had worked through that problem and went allowed it and ignored God, I would not have stayed in Charlotte, more than likely. I would have been miserable. That would have been a marriage based on the flesh instead of on Jesus Christ. I wouldn't have been placed by God on the west side in the bus ministry. And I wouldn't have been placed at Central. And was blessed to be around awesome kids. Every one of them. Uh, The challenging ones and the awesome ones. In the passage, I wouldn't have, I've won of allowed God. I probably didn't do any benefit there. I don't, looking back sometimes now, I see shortcomings. I see a lot of failures on my end of it. Uh, I mean, I don't consider me no great man of God out there. I see a lot of others that are a lot more than me. In fact, I think all are more than me. But I do recognize, eventually, when God calls to step out. It's hard to explain, but you will know it. God will make it so clear to you. All I can say is, who is God telling you to step out of the boat? That boat can be applied easily to a city, a household. It may be a particular job says, I'm closing the door. Uh, go here. I says, I didn't call you to go back there. Only God can open the door, a true door, and only God can close the door. When God closes the door, stop trying to open it. I've been there too. I've done that. God's opening the door. He'll, he'll be standing at the door saying, Son, daughter, <clears throat> going this way. If God wants to, when God wants to 
happens. That sanctification process, side note, is a pruning process. Using his word. This is what he used the judges, the word of God. That's why he cuts off everything that's displeasing to himself. Everything, every bondage from our past. Every sin committed. It's done away with the cross, but he prunes it out of us. Satan now, somehow, he digs through trash. God puts it in the trash heap, never to be seen again. Uh, he's forgotten his gun. Once he covers it with his blood, he doesn't see it. But guess what? It's in the trash heap, but to you. Satan loves to dig through trash. That's all he does is dig through trash. Hackers, they're lost. There's no such thing as a Christian hacker. It digs through, they dig through trash. Because that's all they are. They're pigs. Pigs love trash. I was, you know, I was serving with others in a non-Christian ministry before being born again. And we had a little pot-belly pig. Her name was Fern, by the way. I miss her. <laughs> but yeah, we cleaned her up and she rolled back in the mud again. Pigs returned the mud. Dogs returned to their own you know, vomit. It's just like, the Bible says all that. Pigs returned the mud. I says, those were still a pig. God stops us from being a pig. He changes. He transforms us into a new creation, a new being. We don't like the pig pen no more. Sometimes we, by the way, pig farmers and we still like our bacon and eggs in our sausage. Uh, and I still like it on occasion when I go for break, if I go out for breakfast. But anywho's, we ourselves, we gotta stop playing with the trash. When we come to Jesus, we don't. Does that mean we don't go to those who still in the pig pen? Yeah, there's some I call them. You know, we gotta go to them and tell them the gospel. Praying, tell them the gospel, and continue praying. God will save them. And then we walk with them. The idea is walk with them. We may not be physically there. We may be physically there for a while. Pa was in several different places. Uh, each city was at. God saved people through him. Made disciples. And he still ministered to them. Back then it was written by letters. It could take, who knows, weeks, months, days. Maybe even a year to get that letter to them. Now we have quick letters. We have email. We have messenger we have Facebook we have different we have Skype if necessary we have this means that we have audios you know, we have a quicker to disciple people that God used us to plant the seed and to water the seed when God takes it away when Paul, you know, Paul was not none of us are told to stay in one area I don't believe this from birth till ending because you don't see that in scripture there may be some of them may not. Excuse me, let me stand corrected. There may be some that may stay incorrectly, but the majority of individuals, the majority of us, are called to be going out at all times. We're to have no physical ties to this earth. We're no longer of this earth. We're in it, but we're no longer of it. When we come to Jesus, when somebody legitimately comes to Jesus, we stop being become like this earth of this earth and those that are around us that's the difference that people need to see in us that no matter what happens if we lose something then was it something we really needed to have if God wanted us to have it we, we're not, we're not, we would never lose it well God allows us to sometimes we carry junk with us unfortunately when we go until eventually God will allow it to They'll put it by their heart saying, why are you keeping that thing? Did I tell you to keep it? 
give it to me. We give it away and he'll get rid of it. Now we meant physically, yeah, they may just say, throw in the trash. Or somebody, this person needs that. Leave this here. If it's something, if it's something that's a stronghold, he'll remove it from us when we give it to, we take our hands off of it. This idols, the strongholds in there. When God's takes, comes in, takes over, we surrender everything. We surrender our will, our dreams, visions. Lord, let me catch your vision, your will, your dream. God did not come to this earth to bless our dreams and visions. That's a lie from Satan himself. He came with his dreams, his desires, and they're all written. The Bible is about him, and we're in it because we have a part in it when we surrender to him. Those that reject him, the end of his word shows what's going to happen to him. They're going into the lake of fire if they keep rejecting Jesus Christ. I don't want to see that, and I don't think any one of you. So, who am I speaking to? Who is God calling to step out of the boat? The boat could be comfort. The boat could be um, that location that you're at to go across country, blindly. Proverbs, what, 3? 3 through 5? says, trust in the Lord with all our heart, with all our strength. When God says, trust in our heart, you study the word heart, it means kadia. Kadia means <clears throat> the center of our emotions, the center of our being. That's more than just a physical heart that can go. If we eat too much fatty foods, it's those cookies uh, and potato chips. Um, the heart is our, basically our entire being. So to love the Lord, thy God, with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, there's nothing left. It's basically we've surrendered everything to Jesus Christ, take it over, and it's Him serving in us and to us for His glory, for His good, for His purposes. Any other any other person is teaching that any other gospel, it, God says in Galatians, who teaches another gospel, which really there are none, is accursed. If you're cursed by God, that ain't a good thing. Um, Judas Iscariot rejected it. You know where he ended up. He basically sold his soul to Satan. There will be a man that will stand as a one world president after, I believe, after the church. It's Antichrist. Basically, Antichrist is Satan incarnate. Unbelievers will see him, and they, most of them, will receive him. They'll take his mark, they'll follow him, they'll basically completely sell their souls over. We have people that are lost, God wants to save, and he wants to use you in whatever location, whatever venue, using whatever talent he gave you. It could be an acting talent, it could be a financial talent, it could be an engineering talent, whatever you know, he gives you. Nothing you have came from you. It all came from God for His use, for His purposes, and for His glory. I probably should have said glory first. I apologize for that. Sometimes I do that. So, who is He calling? And what is He calling? Where is He calling you to go? What is He calling you to do? Jesus admitted He spoke, never spoke privately, He always spoke publicly when He was talking to the religious leaders. Everything he said and taught. He spoke publicly, whether it's in the synagogues or out in the square. So, thank you for listening. Father God, I pray that lead this message, this lesson, 
both for me remind me where you want me to go <clears throat> but more importantly let lead it to whoever needs to hear it give them ears to hear and heart and the soul and the spirit to receive let them in the words expound upon it take this broken vessel that you've chosen to deliver it to and bless it and send it forth to who you need to hear it and make it so clear to them they know where to go in Jesus name Amen love you